Hello, my name is Kate, and you are listening to a Christian Bible Study Podcast. This is day one of the Holy Bible, Genesis chapter one. I hope you enjoy. Chapter one, the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, Let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the expanse and separated the water unto the expanse from the water above it. And it was so. God called the expanse sky. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years. And let them be lights to expand the sky to give light on earth. And it was so. God made two great lights. The great light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them and the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth. To govern the day and the night to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living and moving thing with which the water teems according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number, and fill the water in the seas, and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock 
creatures that move along the ground, and wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to the kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food, and to all the beasts of the earth, to all the birds of the air, and to all the creatures that move on the ground. Everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. So that was the end of Genesis 1. Now we may review it on the information that it was talking about. So, in verse 1, in chapter 1 of Genesis, it explains that the simple statement that God created the heavens and the earth is one of the most challenging concepts confronting the modern mind. The vast galaxy we live in is spinning at the incredible speed of 490,000 miles an hour. But even at this breakneck speed, our galaxy still needs 200 million years to make one rotation. There are over 1 billion other galaxies just like ours in the universe. Some scientists say that the number of stars in creation is equal to all the grains of all the sands in all the beaches of the world. Yet this complex sea of spinning stars functions with a remarkable order and efficiency to say that the universe just happened or evolved requires more faith than to believe that god is behind these amazing statistics god truly did create a wonderful universe god did not need to create the universe he chose to create it why god is love and love is best expressed towards something or someone else. So God created the world and people as an expression of his love. We should avoid reducing God's creation to merely scientific terms. Remember that God created the universe because he loves us. The creation story teaches us about God and ourselves. First, we learned about God, that he is creative As a creator, he is distinct from his creation. He is also eternal and in control of the world. He also 
we also learn about ourselves. Since God chose to create us, we are valuable in his eyes. We are also more important than the animals. Now, just how did God create the earth? This is still subject of great debate. Some say with a sudden explosion, the universe appeared. Others say God started the process and the universe evolved over billions of years. Almost every ancient religion has its own story to explain how the earth came to be. And almost every scientist has an opinion on the origin of the universe. But only the Bible shows one supreme God creating earth out of his great love and giving all people a special place in it. We will never know all the answers to how God created the earth. But the Bible tells us that God did create it. That fact alone gives worth and dignity to all people. Now for verse 2 in chapter 1. The question would be, who created God? To ask that question is to assume there was another creator before God. At some time, however, we are forced to stop asking that question and realize that there are to be something that has always existed. God is that infinite being who has always been and who was created by no one. This is difficult to understand because infinite or finite minds cannot comprehend the infinite. For example, we, we can try to think of the highest number, but we can't do it. Likewise, we must not limit the infinite God by our finite understanding. The statement, the earth was formless and empty provides the setting for the creation narrative that follows during the second and third days of creation god gave form to the universe during the next three days god filled the earth with living beings the darkness over the surface of the deep was dispelled on the first day when god created light now, the image of the Spirit of God hovering over the waters is similar to a mother bird caring for and protecting its young. God's care and protection are still and will always be active. For verses 3 in chapter 1, and there will be in chapter 2, verse 7. The question would be, how long did it take for God to create the world? There are two basic views about the days of creation. One, each day was literal 24-hour period. And two, each day represents an indefinite period of time. Which means, you know... In God's time, it could even be millions of years to us. The Bible does not say how long these times, time periods were. The real question, however, is not how long God took, but how he did it. God created the earth in an orderly fashion. He did not make plants before light. 
and he created men and women as unique beings capable of communication with him. No other part of creation can claim that remarkable privilege. It is not important how long it took God to create the world, whether a few days or a few billion years, but that he created it just the way he wanted it. Now, for verse 6, it explains that the expanse between the waters was the separation between the sea and the mists of the sky. For verse 25, it explains that God saw that his work was good. People sometimes feel guilty for having a good time or for feeling good about an accomplishment. This need not to be so. Just as God felt good about his work, we can be pleased with ours. However, we should not feel good about our work if God would not be pleased with it. What are you doing that pleases both you and God? It could be anything. It could be it could be anything from doing a good deed and without making it into a big deal. It could be anything from helping others to helping yourself while you are glorifying God. For verse 26, the question would be, why does God use the plural form, let us make man in our image? One view says this is a reference to the Trinity, God, the Father, Jesus Christ, his Son, and the Holy Spirit, all of whom are God. Another view is that the plural wording is used to denote majesty. Kings traditionally used a plural form in speaking of themselves. From Job chapter 33 verse 4 and Psalm 104 verse 30, we do know that God's Spirit was present in the creation. From Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, we know that Christ, God's Son, was at work in creation. Now, along with that same verse, in what ways are we made in God's image? God obviously did not create us exactly like himself because God has no physical body. Instead, we are reflections of of God's glory. Some feel that our reason, creativity, speech, or self-determination is the image of God. More likely, it is our entire self that reflects the image of God. We will never be totally like God because he is our supreme creator, but we do have the ability to reflect his character in our love, patience, forgiveness, kindness, and faithfulness. Knowing that we are made in God's image and thus share many of his characteristics provides a solid basis for self-worth. Human worth is not based on possessions, achievements, physical attractiveness, or public acclaim. Instead, it is based on being made in God's image. Because we bear God's image, we can feel positive about ourselves. 
Criticizing or downgrading ourselves is criticizing what God has made and the abilities he has given us. Knowing that you are a person of worth helps you love God, knowing him personally and making a valuable contribution to those around you. Now we will get through three more verses and then this will be the end of our session. So for verse 27, it's talking about that God made both man and woman in his image. Neither man nor woman is made more in the image of God than the other. From the beginning, the Bible places both man and woman at the pinnacle of God's creation. Neither sex is exalted and neither is depreciated. Now for verse 28, to quote-unquote rule over, something is to have absolute authority and control over it. God has ultimate rule over the earth, and he exercises his authority with loving care. When God delegated some of his authority to the human race, he expected us to take responsibility for the environment and the other creatures that share our planet. We must not be careless and wasteful as we fulfill this charge. God was careful how he made this earth. We must not be careless about how we take care of it. And lastly, verse 31 from Genesis chapter 1. God saw that all he had created was very good. You are part of God's creation, we all are, and he is pleased with how he made you. It at times if at if at times you feel worthless or of little value, remember that God made you for a good reason. You are valuable to him. This is the end of Genesis chapter 1. Have a blessed day and good night.